Hello, and welcome to Enough Liquor, a podcast where every episode is a one-of-kind original as we talk about the greatest television show of all time, The Golden Girls. I'm Lauren. And I'm Sarah. And today we're tackling the 63rd episode in the series, Charlie's Buddy. I love this one. <laughs> yeah, this guy, there's a lot of holes in this story, well, but I love it. It's so funny. It, and it's, it's kind of amazing because part of the reason I love it is the character of Buddy. Mm. But he's a psychopath, or a sociopath at the very least. You know, he's not out to murder anybody, but he's definitely, like, really fucking with people's lives to get money. And it's, it is sociopathic. And it's, but he's just, he's just got a great air about him. He plays this role so well. He plays the end so well. Like, it's just, there's, there's a lot of great stuff. Yeah, it's really good. And actually, did you, um... Either look anything up about this or ever experience at the unnamed museum where we worked. Stories of this, like, basically. So, I don't think it was, like, a super, super prevalent thing. But there were people who would basically, like, not, you know, I think that this is, it's a sitcom. So he has to build a relationship. And it wasn't really that, but it would be, like, you need to pay this for, like, your sons. You know, always sons, like, something. Like, something they would say they were from the pension office or they were from, like, they would like, a deposit on, like, even, like, a medal sometimes. Like, there was, oh, like, a real racket of this. Meaning, also, like, for family members or parents yeah. of people in the service. And, yeah. Like, and, I mean, sometimes, like, wives, if that was, you know, whatever. But, like, think about it. There's no way to fact check this. And if somebody has a badge or a credential, you're like, okay, sure. Yeah. So. Well, even just the, um, I mean, there's a whole, you know, people falsely claiming military service yeah. and, like, wearing a thing. And I, again, don't know the actual stats on yeah. how prevalent it is, but I know it's this, like, fear, and especially among veterans, of yeah. just, like, what do you do? You know, like... What? And think about, like, Naive Rose. She's, like, the perfect oh, target. And she's... We've talked about this, um, you know, in, in Kate Brown's book. Like, she's representative of this whole generation, really, of women who were married to guys who were, I'm sure, reluctantly in the service. Which I also, like, I can't imagine Charlie was a very good soldier from what we know about, <laughs> but whatever. Like, you know, like, what an easy target to take advantage of and be, like... You know, I, I don't think it would always be, like, move away with me, you know, to Boston, where you've never been, and just come with me. You know, I've known you for a few weeks. But something more, um, more like, based in, like, honoring the person who served or something like that. that I think it would be sense. very easy to, you know, swindle some money out of those people. Absolutely. Absolutely. It makes me think, and this is a little bit of an aside, but thinking about... Like, the, the wearing a military uniform, right? Like, you're right. just saying people coming to the door, like, they dress, they looked official, That that's it. I don't know. You can yeah. make a fake ID. You're fine. Yeah. I remember when I was little, like, in the 80s, I wanted to be, um, like, uh, dress up as, like, a, like a mailman. Yeah. Of course not a mail delivery carrier, mail no. carrier or anything. We always called him a mailman. Yeah. Uh, and my mom was able to get official, like, U.S. mail hat. U.S. mail, like, shirt, patches for a bag, all of this stuff that was super official. And the yeah. same thing with UPS. Like, my yep. uncle worked for UPS, got a UPS hat, got the delivery thing. And I think it was really only, like, after 9-11 that they really ah. stopped and, like, pulled stuff back. And my brother's in the military, and it's the same thing. It's like, if you wanted to buy, like, official whatever, yeah. like, it's really checked yeah. <laughs> to make sure that you're wow. not... <laughs> Being a scammer. It's not that there aren't ways to do that. Right. Obviously, the internet, everything's possible. Yeah. But just thinking about official uniforms and representation, you just, like, get one, you're like, now I work here. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's kind of interesting. And again, like, to your point, like, how, how is she going to fact check this guy? Right. It, what, and he knows enough to be like, 
even if you were suspicious, which I don't think she is from the beginning, like, I feel like he's pretty convincing. Like, he knows stuff about Charlie, he knows where she's from, and then, like, you know, Rose volunteers. As Dorothy, as Dorothy says, I think Dorothy's speech is really... Because, you know, this is this is actually doubling as a, one of several old people often get scammed yeah. uh, stories that are throughout this, you know, this is a kind of a PSA yeah. <laughs> episode in that way. So I really like how Dorothy articulates that later. It's like, well, you know, Rose, you know, Uncle Finger Finger. Yeah. <laughs> Uncle Finger Finger is the best single of person ever. <laughs> absolutely. I was going to say, incidentally, that's literally my favorite of all of the made up words. It's just, I don't know if I'm giggling like a five-year-old boy because it sounds like Finger Finger. Probably, but it's just the rhyming, the alliteration. Oh, so good. So good. But so speaking of being suspicious, right? Now that I'm watching this again, obviously knowing where it goes and studying it from a scholarly perspective, right in the beginning, I do remember Buddy saying like Rose Nyland to Sophia, mm, right? And wow. she's like, I ever start asking like like I pull <laughs> yeah, up one. Right. But what's really funny is like in the it's if you're actually watching this like an episode of Murder She Wrote, you know, it's like ooh clues, right? Because yes. like right from the get go. He, he basically, you know, points to Sophia first mm-hmm. to see what it is. Right. And then Sophia confirms who she is, and then he says, I know you anywhere. Yeah. Right? So it's like, mm, if you're Con actually paying artists, attention. Yeah. I know. It's like, but it's, again, it's so subtle, and he's such a good sociopath. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of works, you know? So, yeah, I just noted that it's like right in the beginning. It's like, ooh, clue to the mystery. Yeah, wow. His eye, his eyebrows are shocking. I feel like that's where my eyes go when he walks in. Like, that's, oh my, my God. that's my second comment. Yeah. <laughs> I, my second comment is, those eyebrows. Ooh. <laughs> um, yeah, and then he's so, like, kind of what you were, you were saying in the beginning. Like, he's so nice. And he's like, believe it or not, I never had the occasion to visit St. Olaf. Which yes. also, I feel like, lends itself to his believability story because... Like, why would you? And, you know, like, you wouldn't have looked her up, and now she's in Miami, which you would reasonably He's have gonna more go there. of a reason. Yeah, like, it would be easier to to believe that somebody accidentally ends up in Miami. Correct. Um, and so, like, even Dorothy, who is obviously, like, the most logical all the time, is like, all right, like, this feels okay. She is ultimately the one to, you know, sort of Sniff background out. check. Yeah, but I think from the beginning you'd be like, and also he seems pretty harmless at first. So you're like, all right, this is fine. Yeah, and he's very pleasant. He's call, you yeah. know, and he also kind of gets in on the joke about the sweet and sour smell. Yeah, he's like, oh, they served them on the plane. plane. So good. It's <laughs> really cute. He picks up that he shouldn't be eating them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, it doesn't exactly you know sound the most appetizing, but uh, but then you know he has that like very charming line where he's like, you're every bit as lovely as the picture that Charlie used to carry, oh. and. Betty White's face, the way that she plays that, it's like, it's this like cute, and she scrunches her face up in this cute and bashful, but like sort of also sultry way of just like very like, you know, touched by the flirtation. And it's, it's kind it's a lovely little moment, you know, it's a great little acting moment. So yeah, I mean, I'm like fully bought in on him, uh, you know, from the beginning, like they are. And even, you know, again, with the volunteering, <laughs> the volunteering information when they're walking around with, like, the awkward popcorn in the same spot that uh, Clayton goes to cruise. Yes. <laughs> I know that, too. Big park. He, you know, he's like, they talk about, he's like, the scandal. He's like, yes, un- until the scandal. And he's like, he's like leaving it out there hanging in the air. Yeah. And then Rose just goes, you know, bulldoze right there. <laughs> right, of course. I know. Also, by the way, there are flamingos in the background of this cruising park did you see i guess that? in florida you could but big budget man yeah telling you it's not even fake flamingos um i also want to talk about so the whole 
the B story, I guess, is Dorothy and Blanche trying to get a dress for this museum fundraiser, so which we've all been there. Um, <laughs> but the part where Blanche talks about how Jimmy Carter secretly lusted in his heart. Oh, yeah. So, you know, like, I, I was reading about this, and, you know, Jimmy Carter was such a wholesome guy. It was like if Rose Nyland was the president. <laughs> like, you know, he's <laughs> totally such a though. nice person. Above yes. it. You know, also, he's really smart and very qualified. But he gave this interview, I think it was with Playboy, where he said, Playboy. right, like, so he was like, I've never cheated, blah, 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 because he's also really, really heavily um, leaned into being a Christian, Christian and that yeah, was, like, his, exactly. his thing that hurt him the most, he said, was when somebody said, like, a real Christian was elected when Ronald Reagan beat him. Um, but it was just so, I just thought that was, like, such a fun little, like, historical reference, because we never, first of all, Jimmy Carter is so inconsequential for this show given yes. like the time he was president Correct. and it's like but Blanche has like all of these affairs with every politician I know I know ever so I, I really like that and obviously <laughs> I love Jimmy Carter <laughs> but it was just the eye like yeah. it's everything about that joke is like it's so it, it's just very well written and yeah. <laughs> predicated on this Playboy interview well what was it again he said he basically was like if He's like, I've committed adultery in, in my, my mind. Heart. Yeah. Yeah, like many times or something. Which like, is like, ugh, so I, great. Yeah. <laughs> what an admission. I know. And I'm sure people were like, can you believe that? Like, Ronald Reagan's not out philandering all the time. <laughs> I know. Okay. <laughs> all right, I think that sounds like a good time for a break. <laughs> <laughs> sounds great. I'm going to go check my closet for a dress for the banquet. <laughs> all right. Back to the action. We're back. So let's let's talk about this banquet and the uh, the dress. Uh, you know, Dorothy is harassed in the beginning as always. Mm -hmm. I think I'm your best friend, so I'm not gonna say anything. So rude. Just, it's so it's still nice for Blanche though. It's actually like that's it kind of a withholding comment. I'm pretty impressed. It is, but just lie. Like, I, know. <laughs> I know. She can't though. I know. It's just against her her nature. And also the dress is fine. Yeah. It's very like Normal. I will black say, to a banquet, whatever. yes, black long sleeve, what appears to be velvet. Sorry, keeping this up, but it is Miami. I don't <laughs> understand. I just whatever. It's fine. It's nice. I know. I guess. It but yeah, amazing. so she can't find a dress. She's very hard to fit. <laughs> I'm not blind. <laughs> <laughs> but again, she she gets this new dress, and it is actually sensational. Right, and I great. love. Sophia's, you know, like actual, uh, just genuine reaction and pride, and it it also just goes to show how how little Dorothy gets that kind of reaction from her. That even I, viscerally from the television, I'm like, oh, that's so lovely. I it's know. like it's like when you have a fucked up parent who like doesn't actually ever praise or compliment Same you, and I then you're think. like begging for anything <laughs> that they have to offer. So anyway, Dorothy Strut is the best. Yeah, when she comes on in and. and that dress looks sensational. But it does, Sophia's comment does come with an insult when she's like, I, no, the designer it, deserves a Nobel Prize. I know. It's, it's very it true. But it is funny. It's like, why so do I even ridiculous. ask you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm your mother. I'm going to tell you whether you ask or not. But yeah, it's, um, it, it's pretty funny. I also think that when Blanche walks in, <laughs> the audience kind of groans. Like, yeah. they know exactly what's coming, which is like, it's like a compliment, but also not. It's like a very obvious yes. joke, but also it's kind of like, oh, this is kind of fun. Sitcom. You know? Classic sitcom. And they're also kind of wearing the same earrings. Like, they're, it's all yeah. it's made to look, I think, even more similar than it would be if they were just wearing the same dress. Which That's is, true. You know, you have to, if you're going to go with that storyline, you have to kind of lean into it. Very true. Very true. And just for the record, I mean, it obviously looks better on Dorothy. Yeah, like, of course. Uh, yeah, like I'm not fully. blind. <laughs> 
Um, but it's also, it's, it's great. We have, um, you know, like, when Dorothy kind of leans into, um, it's not exactly self-deprecating because it's meant to be, uh, to call out them for being so mean to her, but she's like, I think it started when I came down from the bell tower and had my hump fixed. Right. And then she's like, I'm wearing a yarmulke and a hefty bag. It's so funny. And it's like, still, uh, pretty intellectual. Like yeah. the bell tower, you know, both of those two lines I think are like, it's not just like your, uh, your average person being like, you're mean to me. You know, it's like exactly. disparaging in a very sort of smug I'm smarter than you way which totally fair <laughs> she always says I mean a, a recent favorite like not drain the life force completely yeah. out of him <laughs> it's yeah she she manages to be really witty and intelligent in like defending herself and by diving deeper into the self-deprecating jokes yeah. each time it's great um so I think it's fine that Rose and Buddy are dating yeah it's not fine that she's gonna go to Boston to live with him when she just met him and also was like well he's gonna get us a new place it's gonna be our place right from the start it's like you don't wanna go see the neighborhood you don't wanna like visit or I don't know like get any have idea meet one of your kids or I don't know it's just it's so Susan Harris to be like they're I know just packing up and moving away I mean um, if Kirsten is worried about her living with fucking you know I know uh, Blanche and, and Dorothy like what are you not gonna be happy with that <laughs> But yeah, it's actually, and again, in this sort of investigative way that I'm watching this, when she mentions that, like, so it'll be our place right from the start. Again, you know, Rose has that, like, charming yeah. face and this, like, sort of smugness. And then Blanche immediately comes with, like, sounds like you've already made up your mind in this, like, cutesy way. So it's meant to distract you from actually thinking about it logically, about, right. ooh, having that red flag. And I love how Dorothy presents it, like, where it's like, wasn't sitting right with me like maybe you ignore it in the beginning like when you hear it for the first time but then it just sort of sticks with you and yeah. that's exactly how these things work right it's yeah. just like they kind of make sense they kind of don't yeah so yeah uh i also like you were saying in the beginning it's it's a pretty big like you know farce for for buddy to play here just to get like rental money i don't yeah. know i guess it would be a how decent much money amount. is he getting i don't I guess that a hundred maybe? A couple thousand? I really don't know. Please. I guess Boston's still expensive at this point. But yeah. <laughs> it seems um, crazy. I also love Sophia being like, two world wars, a Polish Pope. And now this. this. I know. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that a little bit, though. Like, the, you know, the living together. Out and out sin. <laughs> what? <laughs> I have so many problems with that whole thing. Because, first of all, first of all, Blanche's objection is that it comes with the expectation of marriage, which... Mm -hmm. It, first of all, doesn't, but i sure at the time. But also, like, her being, like, bridal registry, catered affairs, blah, blah, blah. Like, I think Rose could avoid some of that. And I think anybody, even if you were not going to run away with somebody you just met and never knew anything about, like, your second marriage, I feel like, is often a little bit, um, or your second wedding, at least, is a little bit usually, like, understated. Or not usually, but I think in Rose's case, I guess, it would be an understated wedding yeah. you know like she already had the affair she already had the white dress she's yeah. not gonna do that again um and this whole like i don't know blanche's whole objection is just bizarre it does kind of make sense though if you think about it like why she wouldn't have lived with any of her boyfriends post george because she has this like moral block towards it but it's completely illogical but it's just a, it's a superficial moral it's not actually yeah. moral it's the same thing where she was like you know i 
I've never, I've never dated a married man because they just give their wives the best right, gifts. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, <laughs> it, it kind of has that like turn to it, but it doesn't work as well as that joke did. Yeah. You know? And, yeah, I agree. yeah. But then you have like Sophia with just like this, like very ancient Catholic stuff, but it's just, I don't know. It just comes out but of it nowhere. It's like everybody knows that premarital sex is happening. So is it, is living together really the problem? I thought it was all about the sex, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm not steeped in these. Like, I don't know. Let's really, get a really call in. <laughs> <laughs> Father Rossi, are you here? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, and also like I will allow them all having their objections and maybe trying to like root it in logic or something, or maybe not having a fully formed argument because like it is crazy. Like yes, it's nuts yes. that she would consider doing this, but. Um, but the thing is, it's not, you could make the argument more on, like, you just met the guy, you did all yeah. this, as opposed, it just, it, I think that that's, now that we're discussing this, I think that that's what really bothers me about it, is that it just seems like it's a distraction, and maybe it's supposed to be a distraction, so you don't really focus on, like, suspicious of, being suspicious of Buddy. Yeah. Until the scene you're supposed to be. Right. So, Yeah. Also, I love the time before cell phones or anything. They're like, Rose said she was going to go to the bank, go to meet Buddy, and then yeah, she's gone, so that's, that's all we can, we can do. do. We can't reach her Ugh. or anything, or we can't even go look. And You know, we have no idea. It's really fascinating. Yeah, that's something that I feel completely removed from. Like, I know that I did live through a time where people didn't have cell phones, but I cannot imagine not getting in contact with somebody. Isn't like, it right wild? Away. Yeah. It's so wild. It's nuts. Yeah. It's just, uh, I mean, yeah. That's it. If <laughs> you don't know where they're going. But I think you also most of the time would know where somebody was going and you would say those things because of the fact that you couldn't reach right. them. But like you I'm gonna be her. here, I'm gonna be here, but you can't stop her. Um yeah. So they you know, Dorothy has these feelings or whatever. Um also her being like, you know, <laughs> this is what we were talking about before. She's like a stranger says hello and suddenly he's hearing the story of Uncle Finger Finger. Like it's <laughs> ugh, unbelievable. Um and of course he you know, like he worked in the army pension office, and that I think actually makes more sense than what they show often does for like the cons. Like, there's usually no explanation oh, yeah. at all. Like, what happened to the nun? What happened? We don't know. We'll never know. <laughs> but like, this feels like something you know, like that he would have actually done this. Like, yeah. gone and preyed on these women. But I again, I still think it's like. Really, a whole lot of effort for like I don't know two thousand dollars. Yeah. Well, like you said, just say that Charlie had this medal and you got to send a deposit. Yeah. You still do it, you know. Yeah. You wouldn't have to learn about Uncle Fingerbringer. I know, and he's like so touched by Rose that he completely leaves his life of crime. I, I mean, I assume this is not the first person he's caught. I don't think he like, leaves a life of crime, but I think uh, he just leaves her he just this Rose. particular one. All right. I think it's really. It's really interesting that they have Rose sort of come to that conclusion herself. And I love, 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 love when they write her character like that. Where yeah. she actually has a lot of wisdom. And she really does think about relationships a lot. Deeply. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she's, she's naive in so many ways. But she doesn't enter in a lot of, like, relationship situations when you really come down to it. Right. Without really thinking things through. And she didn't. I mean, literally, the, there's the Blanche line, like, sounds like you already made up your mind. Oh, yeah. I feel like I'm breaking up with three musketeers. Like, there's very little conversation about her actually leaving the crew, right? so to speak, because it's assumed that she already knows that she loves him and all this other stuff, but she processes it herself. And, yeah. you know, is like, no, it's really just the Charlie memories, right. you know? It's the same thing with Jamie and, and um, George. Uh, Blanche, yeah, with yeah, George, yeah, totally. you know? Um, not the least of which, because it's the same guy. Yeah. <laughs> But, but yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think, I think it's really lovely that they have her come to that conclusion. It is. It's nice. And she could, could also, like, 
she's already kind of a victim, you know, like, you don't want her yeah. to deal with heartbreak in it, too. So I do want to, I want to talk about when Sophia's listening to Pavarotti from the yes. Net, which is also very much reminds me of my grandmother. I feel like yeah. it's the only thing she ever listened to. Um, <laughs> but this whole idea that, like, this little lie brought her joy and there's no harm, like, I what do you think about that? I, I mean, okay, I remember watching this when I was younger thinking that that was kind of like a mature thought and a mature storyline, right? Where it's like, you don't see that really represented where she, like, I, I very clearly feel and remember the line, let her have that. Yeah. Right? Where it's like, Sophia's just like, come on, you know? However, it's, I, I, it's really complicated. I love, I love that that's where they go with it. I love that in this time, again, no internet, no cell phone, no keeping in touch, none of this stuff it's pretty clear this guy's going to be out of her life, I think, in this mm-hmm. particular situation. Therefore, I do think the harm, it, there's little harm. But <laughs> in, like, today's world, or in a world where, like, there are other chances where, like, she could be reaching out to him, like, she already, you know, she, again, for, like, the lie of, like, Isaac Hugh Newton, like, she reaches yeah. out to him, right? So it it totally fucks up the whole environment, and then you have to come clean, and then it's worse on the other end. It, that that's the part that's like, ooh, I don't know if that should be your call. I think it should be... It's a little, like, playing to Rose as being childish and not giving her the full information. I yeah. Think. So I think it's infantilizing her. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. I, I It is complicated. It brought... Um, I wrote Isaac Newton vibes for sure. Yeah. But it also <laughs> reminds me of when Sophia sends John Naredi away. And yes. So, and Dorothy has that whole, like, you took away my choices thing. Yes, that's which right. That isn't speech. Ex- yeah, it's not exactly the same. But, you know, it's like a little bit you're kind of, like, allowing Rose to have this good, this nice attachment to this guy who was really bad, really bad guy. Like, <laughs> didn't um, actually know your husband in the slightest. No, not at all. But... I do understand, like, no, there's no harm in it. Like, she's not going to go back with him. Everything's fine. It's, like, closed. Yeah, so it's, like, kind of why, like, why, I, 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 you know, like, I don't know. I sometimes feel like if you can just not, (laughs) there's not always a need to do that, but it's very complicated because I also wouldn't want to be Rose. Like, I would always want to know everything, but I do feel like sometimes I assume that it's better to protect the person if that information is only gonna bring harm so that's very true yeah it's almost like to yeah to me it's sort of like information you would have as a friend of like oh your your good friend broke up with you know their partner and then you also knew their partner was cheating on them but like they already broke right, it off no so reason. like there's no reason to like bring the extra harm right. on, like, if if it's a done deal there's obviously right, yeah, million yeah. scenarios where that would be very good information but yeah but, it's like that added harm piece if it's a done deal. And that's where, like... <laughs> it just makes it worse. Yeah. Like I was saying before, I think in today's world, it'd be very difficult to fully cut ties just because you could always be, like, look at somebody up or, like, be curious yeah. or just, like, oh, you know, well, buddy, we'll just send me emails, you know, pictures of Charlie if you have them at home. Or, yeah, <laughs> or I'll mail you the pocket watch even though you said no. I mean, <laughs> there's so many different ways it could go. But, yeah, I think uh, I, I, think I would always want to be... Dorothy of like I know all the choices you know yeah. I, I want all of the options even if they're harsh yeah but um but I think it it, it befits Rose very yeah, well because it's you know it allows her to have that like, and I say that but I feel like it just makes things more complicated a lot yeah. so I know I know <laughs> but conveniently it's a sitcom yes. and it's over <laughs> and that young man was Winston Churchill <laughs> 
Uh, what do you say? I think I think that's it. I do want to quickly just talk about that Winston Churchill thing, actually, oh, before yeah. we end this. And like, I think uh, I think it was a uh, Thomas Thomas West who we had on, and he was talking about how Sophia often inserts herself into these world history moments. <laughs> yes, and uh, you know, just always looking for those. Always love those. Absolutely. And like, Ma, you made that whole thing up, and and you know, I think that that also is like. <laughs> I can make stuff up if it makes me happy. Why do you care? And like, that's true. That's actually very a little more. That's so true. It's a nice ending. Yeah, exactly. I think it works out. Um, cool. Yeah. All right. Well, join us next time. We're going to discuss at least one of the greatest Hungarian sculptors of all time. <laughs> Take care. <laughs>